What up, podcast world? It's been a little bit since I've recorded. I started a podcast about 11 months ago called Modern Father with only one episode with myself and my brother-in-law, one of my best homies, Antonio Hawkins, a.k.a. Sugars. And we had an idea that we would record weekly and present new material to followers out there just about what it is to be a father in today's time. But time is relative, right? And when you're a father, there are definitely things that take precedent over some of your more simple things that you want to do with your life or extracurriculars that you want to engage in. So here we are 11 months later, and I'm back on the mic. We're currently in a pandemic. Anyone that's listening to that knows that. Where most states are in a stay-at-home order, or stay-at-home orders are pending release, either by tomorrow or within a week or so um, with gradual openings of business establishments, etc. We still don't have a huge grip on what's going on with this current COVID-19 virus epidemic, but here we are. So most of us have resorted to either working from home, some of us have been furloughed, some of us have lost jobs, and our children are at home, and we're asked to hold a weight of continuing education virtually, which has its own difficulties. Um, We're in a culture that's not really used to that. And quite frankly, it's ultimately pretty tough. Um, I don't think staying at home is what's tough about it. It's just the order and the mindset that you have to stay home. And really, there is nowhere for you to go. But we're all making through it. We know what's best for our families. Some of us have chosen to follow orders. Some of us have decided to follow orders with minor adjustments. And then others of us out here are thinking this may be um, some type of conspiracy. Um, Maybe there's more that officials aren't telling us. Who knows? When you're middle class, lower middle class, low class, you only can rely on the sources that are given to you daily through local, state, and national or international news. And you either decide to abide by those things or not. Um, Our family has chosen to abide by those things. Um, This is week six. Are we going into week six of the stay-at-home order? And it's been challenging, I have to say. Um, The love and the test 
of loving my children has been tried. Um, our marriage between myself and my wife has been tried, but not for very long. Um, I think it's more or less just frustrations on um, just a temporary new normal, and we've made our adjustments and are moving forward. Um, so I just wanted to lend that update. I mean, this is probably the update of America, um, but we're making it, making it through um, the best way that we possibly can. Um, so um, to all parents alike, whether you're a father, whether you're a mother, whether you're um, a caretaker, a guardian, a foster parent, um, parents that have graciously adopted children, my love, my heart, my empathy goes out to you all and to all of our service workers out there that are on the front lines, our medical staff, I tell you what, if you guys don't receive your ribbons and you don't receive your roses, it's a crime shame. You guys are doing the darn best that you possibly can and considering and some of you fall within that same category of trying to be a great mother or father or caretaker to your family and some of you guys can't. So we just wish you the best and we're thankful for what you do for us regardless what we can or what we cannot see and what you've provided with us to see and we just hope that you will continue to fight we hope that this thing will start to curve down in a way that we can get back to some type of whatever you want to call normalcy with a little bit more caution which um, if anything comes out of this, I think we should all be more cautious on just how we move about in this world and what's important, which is family. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, sorry for the PSA at the beginning, but I thought it was definitely important to say and do before jumping into a show. So with that being said... Um, let's just dive in. Um, today, um, like I said, it's episode two. I haven't done this in a while. Um, my partner is not with me today. Um, so it's just me. Hopefully you can deal with just listening to me talk from the top of my dome a little bit today. Um, but let's just jump in. So I was really, really excited about this opportunity to be able to do a podcast. I became a potter or a pothead, however you want to call us. Um, maybe about a year and a half, two years ago, I traveled a lot in my car and I was just tired of listening to my favorite 90s, 2000s hip hop. I jump it back into, you know, the soulful days of the 60s and 70s listening to parents music in rotation rotation I spend anywhere from 12 to 15 hours a week in my car commuting and I wanted to do something different I started with audiobooks and that was great 
And then someone said, hey, if you want to be more into something current, you enjoy listening to morning shows, you should already know what this podcast world is about. So I was given um, some good information on some good podcasts to start with, and I'll tell you what I was hooked, um, which brought me to the point of like, yeah, anybody could potentially podcast, so why don't I? And, um, yeah, I hooked up with my brother-in-law who had already been kind of venturing in this platform, um, in various ways. And we came up with our first episode. Since then, life has happened. Um, my, um, brother-in-law took on some more ventures, um, um, to help develop his, um, financial status with his family and, other ventures that he's taken on I actually don't have a whole heck of a lot of excuse but just anticipation of what I should bring to the people um and how to go about this and between timing and trying to get back together to get another episode um just hadn't happened so here we are back at it um I had a really good friend of mine um that has been on my case to say, Mike, you really need to find some things that you need to do for yourself that you enjoy that you could continue on doing. And so I said, let me pick back up this project now. Um, I won't say why I have the time because time is kind of relative. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast and the time that we do have right now, it's just reverted into other tasks, right? So, yes, you may be working from home, and yeah, that might sound great, but in all actuality, it just changes your level of responsibilities, duties, and times, and how you spend your day. Um, So, your time is just stretched differently to accomplish various goals. So, it's not that you have more time, it's just you have to figure out how to follow through and change your schedule up a bit. So... I won't say that I have more time. I'll just say that I've decided to devote it some time today to bring you guys some insight. Um, so I think I'm going to call this episode Seasons. Um, seasons of Fatherhood. Um, we did touch a little bit about seasons and we talked about generational things in our first podcast to just kind of give you guys some flavor of what we wanted to bring. But really what sparked this is a few things. Um, Number one, um, my um, deepest condolences go out to my family. Um, My mother-in-law lost her father uh, on Friday afternoon um, to just a long battle with a lot of different illnesses. But um, Clarence as we call him, granddaddy, um, had been dealing with just a lot of different medical issues, but has lived a long and fruitful life of 86 plus years and has went on to that next life. Um, Once again, I just want to express my deepest condolences to the Hawkins and the Macaulay family, my family, um, as we figure out within this pandemic the best way to honor 
granddaddy's life. But in doing so, it either sparked a few other things in me. Um, I did mention in my first episode that I lost my father um, about 12 years ago, from almost 12 years ago, um, at the age of 50 to a massive heart attack um, that came all of a sudden. Um, so my dad's life was cut short um, before um, he reached his um, what we want to call your golden years. Um, um, but the ripple effects of that. Um, my mother-in-law, um, like a lot of families out there, was blessed to have two fathers. Um, she had our biological father that um, had a great relationship with, at least from my perspective of just being a part of conversations, um, which had its uh, ups and downs over time. And then she had her granddaddy, which was um, her mother's um, second relationship and marriage um, and um, was a part of their household um, for um, a very long time until really till now. Cut through, but back to it. She had... Um, two large uh, figures um, growing up in her life um, and sadly um, both um, have moved on to uh, that higher calling if you will um, my mother-in-law is about to be 61 and though both of her fathers have passed on there's always a ripple effect that happens once that happens and I'll expound on what I mean by ripple effect here in just a minute moment another thing that comes to mind well it's two uh, two more things that come to mind I was watching um this uh, DreamWorks, I believe it's DreamWorks, uh, animation movie with the kids called Abominable, 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 <laughs> last night, um, which deals with this um, Yeti mythical creature and a young girl that had lost her father. And um, the young girl was 15. And it spent some time... Um, dealing with the young girl going through her emotions of grief um, and as she does enters in this mythical creature and takes her the, this mythical creature that is wanting to be tracked down by life folks or whatever you call them individuals that exotic animal folks um anyways this animal's being tracked down um and she decides that she wanted to take this mythical yeti creature back to its home which is the um mount everest um and this mythical creature as well as um her family extended family and not um all go on to this adventure 
and this mythical creature takes them on this journey um, as they move um, forward to take this creature back home. And uh, within this film, um, and not to give too much away, um, these places that this mythical creature takes her to um, are places that her dad did not get to take her to, but always wanted. Um, her dad had also passed on a gift and a love of music, um, and she was able to reunite with that love and that gift. Um and be able to understand the need to give that gift back to the world. Um, that that gift does not need to just be something of a keepsake that she had between her and her father, but that her father assisted her with that love to be able to present that love to the world. It was really, it's really a little great, great animated film. Obviously, a lot of those messages are going to go over a preschooler and toddler's head, but I think that's put in for parents to enjoy, um, but really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, but once again, uh, when someone passes, when a father passes or, <coughs> excuse me, don't got the Rona, just got allergies, um, it causes a ripple effect. And there are individuals that are affected. Uh, and lastly, um, I am um, a bit of a sci-fi nerd, um, but it's directed sci-fi, not all sci-fi. And a comic book nerd um, and a Will Smith fan all sounds like the geekiest things of all time. But hey, that's me. And so... Um, I am a big fan and I have always enjoyed the MIB movies, Man in Black. And I decided to rewatch them um, as a lot of us have decided to rewatch and do different things during this pandemic. Um, but I've rewatched the trilogy. And um, before watching church this morning, because no one else in my house enjoys MIB, and my wife definitely hates it. Um, so I watch them in the morning or during nap time when she's not bothered by me. So I decided to watch the third trilogy uh, this morning before watching Church Service. And um, if you haven't seen three and don't plan to see three, um, this is uh, the third and final installment, at least with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and um, Will Smith. Um, but, um, there is a creature from another planet. And if you've watched any of the men in blacks, there's always a creature trying to destroy the universe or the world or earth or whatever the case may be. So nothing has changed there, but, um, there is a kind of a time capsule when, um, Will Smith's character um, has to go back in time to save uh, Tommy Lee Jones' character uh, from death um, from uh, a alien creature that tried to destroy Earth back in the late 60s. Um, and it deeper connects um, Will Smith's character and Tommy Lee Jones' character um, to kind of close out the series 
Um, what we ultimately learn is that uh, Will Smith's father um, was a, a colonel um, in the military that was protecting the first launch to the moon, uh, ultimately killed by this alien creature. Uh, and Tommy Lee Jones' character, um, his 1969 character decides that he is going to watch under over this young, um, which is Agent J character, uh, Will Smith's character, um, for the duration of his life um, because of the sacrifice that his dad made, um, unknowingly made to some degree to uh, protect the world um, at large. Um, so it ultimately connects all three movies because um, there was a lot of holes if you've watched the series um, of why Tommy Lee's character, um, K is his name, um, Agent K decides to select Will Smith's character to be a part of this crew. Um, we just think, okay, he's a black guy that can jump over things and has athletic ability. So, and he's a good cop. So let's make him an MIB um, agent. It's pretty random. So, you know, this kind of ties things together. Um, then it sounds goofy, but that's always somehow touched me to some degree, just the loss of your father and the ripple effects that can happen with that. Um, so I've talked about ripple effects and what has brought me here and, um, why I wanted to call this episode seasons, um, generational seasons. Um, as modern fathers, we are dealing with, um, a time frame, at least, at least from my perspective, and I guess I can't speak for all, but at least for me. And I think um, some of the audience that would potentially listen to this will agree is that we um, have an opportunity to rewrite a passage of history. Um, I feel like, at least from my perspective, you know, there's been a passage. I didn't have children when my dad passed, but... I do have an idea on how he raised me in the way that I thought was awesome. And then the things that I yearned from, from him, um, that I can put together to try to ultimately be the best father I can be for my daughters. And I think in some perspective, all fathers, regardless of background, kind of come from that perspective. And even if you didn't have a father in your life, I think you probably come from a perspective of, I didn't have a father and now that I am. And you may not know exactly or did not have maybe a true example day in and day out on what that might look like. You do ultimately have something in the back of your mind trying to figure out how do I be the best example of parenthood, fatherhood for my child that I can be. And I think our parents and our parents' parents and our parents' parents, we're all trying to figure that out, but probably coming from different perspectives. Um, 
the good friend of mine that is pushing me in the right direction to do another episode and continue to do this. Um, we were all having a good conversation, myself, my wife, and um, and my and our good friend over the house party app. Um, you know the new social distancing trend here these days, and my wife was talking about um, um, a time I was chastising or disciplining my daughter for being um, for not being respectful and not being appreciative of various things, and um, save you the details. But at the end, she laughed because. I corrected her and then told her I loved her and that that's just not okay to do those various things and that I was only correcting her. And so, you know, we all had a good laugh about that and was basically saying, you know, my mom or father would not have done that. We would have just been told that was wrong and probably would have got spanked or whooped. And so I made a comment of saying that's what's wrong with all of us. And so we laughed and then we actually all kind of thought about it in perspective and said, yeah, that's probably what's wrong with us. And we all laughed. And so I pondered that a little bit. And I thought about like probably, and this is just me metaphorically thinking, how does that, how, what was the mindset of our parents during those times of discipline um, that ultimately pretty much created either pathways of wrong or right? another interruption hey fatherhood that's how it goes right um appreciate shout out to a wife for giving me a little bit of time to finish this up um but back to what i was saying um i'm curious on what thoughts were going through our parents mind i can't ask um when it comes to my father could definitely ask my mom's but as far as from a father's perspective, what really was going through my parents' mind as they were developing another generation, actually, um, and on a deeper level, and based on the things that they saw growing up, what decisions did they decide to make um, to determine how to be the best parent, best father that they could possibly be to their child. So I know a little history about my family and that's pretty much all the perspective I can take it from. Um, but I'll give you a little. So my dad was grown, grow, grow up in a household. He had both his mom and dad in the household. Um, I do know that my parents' household was pretty... My father's household was rocky at times. Most like, you know, we all have our trials and tribulations, but this one was kind of unusual um, um, of a situation. Um, so, you know, my dad grew up. Um, he had... 
he was a middle child. Uh, he had an older brother. He had a younger sister. Um, they were all roughly about mm, two and a half years apart between each one. Um, when my dad was six and my youngest um, aunt um, was four, my on the way um, home from church, um, my grandmother and my um, dad and aunt were in a accident where my aunt passed. Um, my grandmother was in a induced coma and was hospitalized for from what I'm told, at least a month, if not more. Um, so my grandfather um, had to plan funeral um, for his daughter of four while my grandmother was still recuperating from injuries. Um, my dad was then sent to live with, um, my, or really passed around between my, um, grandmother's, um, brothers and sisters and their families during these times. Um, if you could only imagine, um, being my grandpa in that situation and having to deal with the loss of a child and dealing with the current situation of your house that and still work and be a provider that that was probably something extremely tough um so uh my dad um was moved around to various homes during this time I also am aware that my grandmother, um, which I can only empathize and only imagine what that was going through and what was going through them at that time. And I can only speculate based on <coughs> things that I was told and slices of information I was provided um, really didn't have the best relationship with my dad um, at times because he was the child that survived and could not really figure out our, you know, obviously there was no rhyme or reason why or not. But for some reason, there was this stigma that she could just not put a stamp on, on why he survived and her baby girl didn't. Meanwhile, my grandfather... Um, and this is just speculation, 
um, may have had some infidelities, may have fathered another child, um, did have some alcoholism and substance abuse issues. Um, at least this is, once again, these are just things I'm slicing together. And I could have these things somewhat wrong. And to anyone that, family members that might choose to listen to this, I apologize in advance if I've made some missteps here. But those issues are happening, are happen post or pre. Um, and this is what my dad was dealing with. And then also, if you take that s- step backwards into my grandfather, that was what he was dealing with too. Um, so I say all of that to kind of fast forward to what I knew as a father, which was an extremely great provider, but very distant. Um, at times, did decide to open up later on um, in life. And when I became an adult, I think he just became more comfortable um, with giving life lesson skills. And we were really starting to develop the relationship that I had yearned for because he just was not the most open individual. Um, And I wanted that and I was starting to get that. And then, you know, father time and the man upstairs, however you want to call him, decide or her those that say however you feel about um you know spirituality decided to um bring him on so yeah so anyways i can only come from my perspective and um i wanted to kind of take um that generational piece and seasons and give you some details just about me because that's really the only perspective i can give you and brings me to who I am today. So, you know, I, um, and like I said, I'm only speculating, but I can only imagine and be, if I could take a moment to be in my father's head when he saw me or saw my brothers for the first time and decided that he wanted to be the best dad that he could possibly be. I guess he determined that he, A, wanted to be present, B, I wanted to be there for my mom. And C, wanted to be the best provider that he possibly could be within his current situation. And he was all those things. But because of past situations and things that he really wasn't privy of wanting to discuss and talk about, he was never emotionally open. And also with the factors of just being male, right? We just told, like, we're supposed to be so strong. Men aren't supposed to cry. We're supposed to be big, bad. And this thing of, maybe not bad is the right word, but we're supposed to be just this big, bad protector. 
um, of our families. And so your masculinity, if you will. So he was all of those things. But the one thing that I wanted that I didn't get enough of until later on in life, which became more consistent, but I think it was just more of a comfortability of being an adult and being his son was he was able to be a little bit more emotional and give me good sound advice on do's and not to do's when in regards to just being a man and in regards to being a husband and what it means to be a father. Um, so um, I just wanted to share that um, with whomever the viewing audience with is in uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, we're a generation of trying to, and I, every generation is trying to right wrongs of past and make betters of future. I think the other thing that we always need to take in account for is that the wrongs that have happened previously that we may not have control of are generational things and experiences of those that we love that are always in our lives. Some of those things are, are what have made those individuals to be who they are. Um, sometimes we want to affect change and sometimes we demand change, but those changes can't be made until that individual wants to make those changes or they just can't be made at all because deep within who they are is who they are. And it is up to us to take those elements of what we loved about that individual and some of those things that we yearn for or wanted more for and add those into our parent arsenal, if you will, and be able to pass those things on to our kiddos. It's the seasons of fatherhood. We weren't, fathers weren't changing diapers and being emotional supports, you know, 15, 20 years is very rare. There were fathers that did that, but it was very rare. If you were able to provide for your family, you were doing an amazing job. And it just is not enough anymore. And it shouldn't be. But we also shouldn't pass judgment on those that lived in a different era, in a different past, in a different society when other certain things were acceptable. We can make those changes now. And thank those that passed on for what they were able to pass on to us. And use that as fuel to be able to push our own children in the right direction. So that they can even further along parenthood in a better way than we could ever imagine. So I want to leave you guys with that. It's been a pleasure to be back. It's been an honor for those that listened to episode one that you took the time to listen in. And I will be coming with episode three 
It won't take me 11 months. I kid you not. It will be soon. But to everyone that listened to today, much appreciated. I thank you for all us modern fathers out there. Keep up the good fight. We'll make it through this current situation. Much love.